You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, comedian, actor, writer, director, father, husband, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be All about. Right, that's enough. I think you said a director twice in there. <laughs> and your list, your list before you get to father and husband. Oh, my man. career comes first. My family knows that. Well, all right. All right, Dave. You've made the choice. You've made the choice. I mean, Finn is in the hospital right now. Is that right? With yeah. what? I, he, he fell down some stairs. He did. Uh, How bad is it? What I don't are they know. saying? I just, I just dropped him off. I had to push him out of the car. I drove to the emergency and I pushed him out. I said, you take care of this. I got a podcast to do. Oh, because it's that important. This is that important. Wow. Uh, well, that's important. It's a shame, too, right after his ad hot streak. What? <clears throat> he was on a hot streak with the ads. What ads? I mean, I thought the way I did the ads. Why would you pull the curtain back? God, you want to look at a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Garrett. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakey of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Missy done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> December 22nd, 1696. Oh, gosh. Never good Christmases. Shit went back. James Edward Oglethorpe was bo- born... Okay, <laughs> let's be honest. I got a little bit of jet lag right now. I, we rolled in last night. It's not great. Was born in London, England. He is the 10th child of Sir Theophilus Oglethorpe. Jeez. 10 kids and that name. It's fucking brutal. From the book of stereotypes, am I right? He, his dad. Did you ever pull out then? When did who invented pulling out? There was no pulling out. You had to. You had to. Illegal. It was illegal to pull out. Yeah. You know, one time my dad and I went trout fishing in a place where they stocked the lake, and if you caught a trout, you had to take the trout. And my dad would pretend like he dropped the trout sometimes. Now, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, so could you do that? Could you accidentally be like, whoa, no, dearie me. Oh, no, I pulled <clears> out <throat> and came on your tits. I've had, I've had another one of my money shots. Oh, boy. <coughs> no, you know, because I think back then... Fucking it was, was an for, honor. It was for reproduction. It was an fucking. honor. It was and an plus, honor. how many of your kids lived? 10%? Yeah, sure. Not uh, really taking into account how the woman's process and all this. Uh, well, darling, one of them will pull through. Have a good pregnancy. I'll be back in a bit. Uh, so his dad was a member of the House of Commons. Uh, when he was 10, James enrolled in Queen Anne's 1st Regiment of Foot Guards. Okay. The people this, protecting the shoes. Uh, was mostly a ceremonial group. Seven years later, in 1713, he was commissioned as a lieutenant, quote, to rank as captain of foot. Okay. That's very, it, it is, it really just d- does make it sound like <clears throat> you have a foot fetish. It's, well, it's a big, yeah, it's, but it's a big deal to be captain of foot. Sure. I mean, both to have a foot fetish and to be the captain of that foot fetish. Well, you don't want the guy with the foot fetish being in charge. No. Uh, all of you, march to my room and tickle my face with feathers. He resigned two years later, so he's out of the foot business. Conflict of interest with all those feathers. Oglethorpe headed to school in Perry. 
for school, but while he was there, he uh, joined the war between the Turks and the Austrian Empire. Okay. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Oglethorpe presented himself to his mother's cousin, Field Marshal George Brown, to fight in the war. Okay. But George Brown made fun of Oglethorpe's fine clothes in front of German and Irish officers. Okay. The next day, Oglethorpe came plainly dressed and said his mother used to cut holes in his shoes to get him used to discomfort. That is so... Bullshit. Uh, not only bullshit, it's like such a rich person bullshit. Uh, yes. Mommy used to cut holes in me shoes. Yeah. How about you just wear the shoes forever, dickhead? No, I, I had to... I, I did not have it easy. These are the new Nike poppers. Uh, mother would cut holes in me shoes. I so... made the boy poor again, madam. <laughs> I've cut the holes in his shoes as it uh, removed all the money from his pocket. It also called, hit him with a cane and called him a, a, a street urchin. Uh, yes, yeah. If possible, may I now uh, um, go back to my other chores? So old, madam. I've never heard this guy before. I'm 48, madam. <laughs> the end of my existence, certainly. Uh, Oglethorpe returned to England in uh, 1719. And in 1722, he ran for Parliament and won. Okay. Um, I'm the hole in my shoes guy. I would say it was amazing victory, but it was the same uh, seat as father and two of his older brothers had uh, already Good. served. Yeah. Why do we do that? <clears throat> so it's like a hand-me-down. We just do that because of name recognition, because we always do that. We always fucking do but, it. And, we, and the, really, the only reason is because you know the name. That's right. it. It's not like it's not like the Kennedys or the Bushes have any magic sauce hidden, but it's not like no, and it's Bushes. also not and it's not like when you have a kid, it's not like Peyton Archie Manning with with Peyton Manning showing him how to throw as a kid. You're just like the the idea here is that they just have this name and you recognize it and you're like that's better than what I don't know, which is you. <laughs> so uh, in June uh, seventeen twenty eight. One of Oglethorpe's friends, Robert Castell, was sentenced to London's Fleet Debtors Prison. Okay. Castell had written and published The Villas of the Ancients Illustrated. Love that book. But the book didn't sell well, and he went into debt. Well, I was not among them. Mine signed. I'm going to be rich when me... Illustrated book of villas of the ancients comes out. What what is this book even of? The villas just, of the ancients. Oh, villains. Villas. Villas. It's houses. It's illustrated. So he's just, old it's houses. a book he drew of houses, and old it's not houses. selling well. Old yeah. houses. Can't believe it's not working out. Oh boy. They've never seen the old houses drawn by hand. You've got to see how it ends. So he goes into debtor's prison, and uh, there, Castell, apparently in debtor's prison, you're required to pay for your room. Okay, that's a terrible... You have to pay for yourself. But I'm out of money. Right. Here's some money. Mm, Okay, Uh, see how that works? If I said there hadn't been money, were you going to insinuate there was another way to pay? Well, hi. If I... Here's the money. Like I said. I can't see it. 
You don't want money at all, do you? No, but I'm a big kitty cat. Okay, all right. I should... Uh, boy. Meow. <sighs> Please take the damn money. Prisoners who could afford the payment stayed in quarters adjoining the prison known as sponging houses. Sure. Sure. If they could afford more, so if they can pay more money, they got to live in a nearby area called the, the Rules of the Fleet. So there's three areas to debtor's prison. The high end, the I can pay for it, and then the you live in a shitbox. Prison. Right. Right. Castell could afford a place in the sponging houses, but after a while he couldn't make payments and he was sent to a common It's a tough fall. House. It's a tough fall from Grace. Smallpox broke out and Castell died. Jeez. Well, you know, that wasn't going to go well. Yeah. So I didn't see smallpox coming that fast, though. Oglethorpe then led a House of Commons investigation into debtor prisons and became known as a prison reformer. Okay. In the summer of 1730, Oglethorpe and a lord campaigned the crown to issue a charter that would allow them and fellow, quote, philanthropic trustees to secure a grant of lands on the southwest of Carolina for settling poor persons of London. Wait, what? They're 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 trying to get a chunk of land in Carolina. They're trying to Australia Carolina. <laughs> but uh, different different than Australia because Australia was while many right. was, many the, of those people did commit crimes because they were poor, but this is just let's give the poor a break. Okay. That's that's the plan. Right. It's not we have we don't have a bin to put out these people right for the trash to come pick them up let's make an island of them yeah australia was more oh god what are we going to do with this garbage right whereas this plan <laughs> you you whether you believe it or not you just enjoy you relish saying it like that yeah i don't i don't feel like i could have i don't feel like i've ever said anything better okay um so uh so oglethorpe wrote Quote, they who are oppressed with poverty and misfortunes are unable to be removed from their miseries. These are the persons in intended to be relieved. And let us cast our eyes on the multitude of unfortunate individuals in the kingdom, some of easy education, some undone by guardians, some by lawsuits, some by accidents in commerce, and some by stock bubbles. Yes, there so were stock bubbles. He's talking about like free range prisoners. Uh, yeah, he's talking about, yeah, free-range prisoners. Keep People the gate are open. out roaming around. Right. They, they, they shoot him with a, a trank dart and then put him on a boat and give him a new home. Great. It's like when a bear comes down. It's like when mountains. a bear's on the news. Yeah. Oglethorpe organized his rich friends uh, into a board of trustees to raise money that would, quote, enable them to furnish the poor adventurers with all necessities for the expense of the voyage Occupying the land and supporting them until they find themselves settled. Okay. So, um, I'm going to say... Oh, boy. You're really... Right off the bat, uh -huh. can you prepare people... Like, their, their oh. plan is basically like... Oh, well, this is an interesting point. Can you take people, city people, who are impoverished who know a very limited lifestyle and put them in a settlement sort of situation and will they thrive? 
Dave, I'm pretty good at reading you, uh-huh. and I can tell that this one's going to go okay. That's right. Continue the quote. So, that now the unfortunate will not be obliged to bind themselves to a long service to pay for their passage, for they may be carried debt-free into a land of liberty and plenty, where they will immediately find themselves in possession of a competent estate in a happier climate than they knew before, and they are unfortunate indeed if they cannot forget their sorrows. And let's never talk about it again. (laughs) It worked on June uh, 9th, 1932. The charter was issued, and the trustees for establishing the colony of Georgia in America was created. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Georgia was in a buffer zone between the French, who were north, the Spanish, or sorry, east, the Spanish, who were south in Florida, Mm -hmm. and Indians, Native Americans uh, around everywhere else. Sure. Parliament voted to give the colony 10,000 pounds. That's a lot of fucking dough back then. A map was drawn up. This is like 17, like 40, 30? Uh, This is 1732. Okay. A map was drawn up for publicity. So, right, they're going to try to get their other rich friends to go along, try to get the press on board, try to get everyone excited. Right. They're Uh, being propagandists. Not a great uh, map. So they made up another one. Uh, The second one did a better job of lying. It showed the French much further away than in the first map, this time west of the Mississippi. And the Spaniards were located much further south down in Florida. Right. So it looked like they had a lot of room there. Sure. This is what we call the roaming zone. (laughs) No one will get to them. They'll love it. They can play. We've got rocks and all things. Jimmy, don't go into the buffer zone. Oh, boy. Mommy, I'm having the most fun ever. Oglethorpe said Georgia was, quote, always serene, pleasant, and temperate. Never subject to excessive heat or cold. No, no, no. Nor to sudden changes. The winter is regular and short. Absolutely. And the summer cooled with refreshing breezes. A lush paradise capable of producing almost everything in wonderful quantities, offering fertile lands sufficient to sustain all the useless poor in England. Why don't I live there? Well, you know, the thing is that Ah. I've... That is Gosh, you know, there's two reasons. Trick question. Two reasons, honestly. Um, I have... All my stuff's here. Uh, it's not good for my skin. And my dad, who I don't like, lives there with someone I also don't like. I don't like my stepmommy. All right. But You'll I love it. Gosh, will you love it. I love that he he uses all these wonderful words to describe this place. Refreshing, uh, pleasant, yeah. serene, yeah. a paradise, and then he calls them the useless poor. Yeah. I'm sorry, poor. <laughs> and then it's a wonderful place for the shit people. And saying that George is like, a climate where you'll never find a complaint. <laughs> Unless you're there in the summer. Unless you happen to be there for one of the 345 days when the weather is extreme. The trustees gave 50 acres of land to each settler who was ahead of a household. Okay. That's a lot of fucking land. It's a lot of land. But they could not sell, lease, or give away their property to anyone but their eldest son. So their 
they have they're bound to their land. Yes. Bound to it. Okay. The poor, who the trustees called these miserable wretches and drones. That's cool. That's cool. It's nice that they're not pulling any punches. <laughs> We're trying to help the filthy dirt mongers. We are trying to help the human herpes. Sorry, poor shit men. We will aid you the to be better. The dirt people. The absolute, what we're calling the society of dog shit. Big scabies. Walking, talking, smelling sores with mouths and accents. As we're calling them. My name's actually Jimmy. Shut up, Jimmy. You're nothing but a herpy with a mouth. You're going to love it in Carolina, boy, when you get to, you'll see Georgia. I'm just unemployed, Oh, sir. no, no, no. You'll no. be going to Georgia. I'm just... Gosh, I wish I could go. Gosh, I wish I could. You could. No, I can't. All my stuff's here, and I've got this situation with my father and stepmother. Otherwise, boy, would I be there. Gosh, I wish I could. Gosh, I'm jealous. Oh, the ride over there's going to be glamour as well. Ooh. Ride? Yes. You'll you'll get a ride over there with all these others. Get a sweet. Look at my keys when I jingle them. <laughs> They're crazy. Um, so these miserable wretches and drones would quote through hard work become useful and virtuous citizens. Yes. No Catholics were allowed. <laughs> nope. All right. Sure. I thought there might be more. Uh, well, the French and Spanish are Catholic, and they're around. So yeah. So that's gonna be problematic. You know, the Catholics they didn't trust who they uh, who they were had allegiance to. Okay. Because of the Pope situation. Right. Many people want to go uh, to Georgia because it was free travel, free land, free food, and free supplies for a year. For sure. Plus Chick Fil A. You're winning a lottery in the in that fucking time. Yeah. You're, you're living on a fucking dock, and all of a sudden someone's like, "Hey, you want some land, food, supplies? You go anywhere." Well, yeah, I do, Mister. I wouldn't mind doing that. I wouldn't mind going to this place where you said has all those things I need. The trustees screened the candidates. Those picked were small businessmen, tradesmen, and unemployed laborers. It was a good sample of London, but debtors were very underrepresented and nearly absent. Okay. So everything they were going for, they just kind of... So the, the plan, the plan, like, they, they weren't going to send debtors. They're, I mean, they're just sending kind of like the... They ended up getting like a cross-section of London. Right. The trustees negotiated a treaty with the Creek Indian tribe who allowed settlement below the Savannah River. The Creek tribal chief, Tomo Chichi, sure. was on board. <clears throat> the southern boundary is 40 miles north of the Spanish fort at St. Augustine, Florida. So they're just 40 miles north of the hated Spanish. The trustees demand uh, that there be good relations and trade with the Indians. Okay. Because they figured that's how they're going to make their money. Yeah, good. Well, as long as you're depending on one business for all your profit. Okay. That'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. When the ship arrived on January 13th, 1733, Colonel William Bull found a convenient and good-looking spot for the settlers, which they then called Savannah. Boy, I think we found it early, too. Holy shit. Lucky ass. She's a wonder. Well, I should turn around. The only place that I've ever walked down the street and thought, oh, my God, I'm going to die. There are too many bugs in the air. Oh. <clears throat> Oglethorpe, quote, presented to each of the Indians a laced... 
presented to each of the Indian chiefs a lace coat, a hat, and a shirt. To the war captains, a gun with powder, flint, bullets, and shot, and distributed some smaller presents among their attendants. The Indians were highly satisfied with the treatment which they had met. I like how even when they're giving the the Native Americans gifts, they're still just like so off. Oh, completely off. Here's a top hat and a lovely jacket. Dear Indian, how about a fancy coat? Here's a lovely walking stick. This is a wonderful coat, just don't get it wet. Here's a Nintendo. It's suede. You'll love it. The settlement was off to a slow start. All right. Two months after arriving, people were still living in tents. Okay. Only five houses had been built. Many people were sick and others were not used to working. Wow, it's so weird that it would take a turn like this. <laughs> what, what was happening? They couldn't build a society in a couple months? One colonist wrote, uh, sorry, one colonist reported, quote, Though we want for nothing, we have some Grumbletonians here also. Grumbletonians. That sounds like something your dad would characterize you as. Yeah. Well, you and your brother are being Grumbletonians again. All the Grumbletonians are here. No, don't worry. You guys could just eat snacks all night. The Grumbletonians don't want to go to dinner. I'm going to turn this car around. The Grumbletonians are here. Oglethorpe gave each family an iron pot, a frying pan, three wooden bowls, a Bible, the common prayer book, and the whole duty of man, which was a book. Which was probably a cookbook on how to cook your fellow people. The entire duty of man. Yeah. Um, he appointed officials, passed out favors, and began uh, settling disputes. He dispensed justice and gave one member of the crew a good kick in ye arse when he harassed some of the colonists. So he really is just like the dad. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's being a fucking Dad came home dad. real quick. He's being a right. daddy. Well. Oglethorpe's first minister saw religion as an important part of the colony. Quote, it is certain the colonists would soon degenerate into savages and barbarians were there not such frequent Sundays in which the whole village must meet together with their best faces and in their clean, cleanly, clean, cleanly, cleanliest. Cleanliest. Clean, oh, it's a fucking, yeah, I love when, I love when auto-corrects so, that one. So, <laughs> what about a doctor? Um... Uh, is that possible? Uh, I don't know. Instead of a vicar? Uh, no, I don't think there, there's not a doctor yet. Okay, so first religion, then medical. Right. Cool. Um, uh, so, right, so that's the that's the first minister. But the first minister just lasted six months before falling ill and going back to England. Like I said, called that. Oglethorpe ordered that. It's pretty uh, weird when the minister's sick, too, because you're like, maybe... Boy, I mean, well, he's like, he, he knows he knows how to shake God's hand. Yeah, he's very in with God. Oh, boy. Um, the uh, Oglethorpe ordered that after Sunday church services, quote, the men should take their guns into the woods where he set up a target to be shot at for a prize. This practice was continued for many Sundays afterwards because it was the only day that could be spared from labor. So the only day you don't work is and they're still not Sunday. getting a lot of stuff built. Well, you're learning how to shoot. Sure. On a, well, you can't build on a Sunday anyway. So, right. God was trust. Yeah, God doesn't like it. No matter Settlers how much you're called life Oglethorpe, on it. Father. Okay. And celebrated his birthday with a party second only to Christmas. So he's forming a cult. Quote. 
Cudgel playing on a pair of shoes instead of prayers with a sermon. I found that quote. Wait, what is that quote? It doesn't make sense to me, and yet I love it. What is it? Cudgel, which is like a, a thing you beat someone with. Sure. Playing on a pair of shoes. So walk me through what prayers, we have so far. Cudgel playing on a pair. So I think cudgel hitting, playing on a pair so of I shoes. Think maybe have maybe beating shoes or hitting like the bottom, like a washboard type. Sure. Uh, instead of prayers with a sermon. So it's a party. Okay. Right. Sure. Then the introduction of slaves came. Oh, good. 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 Quote. Colonel Bull, who was in charge of clearing and laying out the town, brought four slaves with him to help the workmen. Other colonists from Carolina also sent their slaves who were used uh, to preparing a plantation for settlement. So they're used to doing that, so they send some slaves down to set some stuff up. Sure. In 1733, Oglethorpe went to South Carolina and experienced that colony's slave society for the first time. Oh, God. He learned some of the Carolinians intended to expand the main crop, which was rice, and in doing so, slavery across the territories. Oh, gosh. Oglethorpe was not down with the idea. Okay. And when he went back to Savannah, he discovered the first settlers had, quote, grown very mutinous and impatient of labor and discipline, no doubt encouraged by the presence of slaves. I am shocked and appalled. Oglethorpe then sent all these slaves back to South Carolina. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like that is for, well, not great reasons, but for the time surprising, because you would think that he would go, I mean, just use slavery. So... But but he's saying it makes... From what I read about him, he he believes that there... it's not. It's not the fact that there's a black guy there. It's the fact that someone is being forced to work. Yeah, for free. it's forced labor, right? So this guy is working for who's being forced to work for free is not is motivated. Doing the work that others could do, right? Therefore, taking their job or work that they could do, okay. Um, and it upsets it upsets the balance of labor. Is okay, what, is what I understand. His, sure, he also has a moral problem with it. Okay, right into it. So the colony was supposed to become a silk-producing colony. Interesting. We're going to make great robes. <laughs> Mulberry trees that fed silkworms grew easily, and silk was considered not very labor-intensive. The trustees wrote, quote, Silk designed to be raised in the colony would not require Negro labor. Silk is such that women and children might be of as much use as Negroes. Oh, God. Well, good, but... How uh, did you make it more equally horrible? It's horrible. You're hitting a lot of terrible words. It seemed like you were going against slavery, but then you did something terrible. So this is just, instead of finishing their village, he's like, also, we make silk. Well, the idea is to create uh, these, these... Settlements had a main sort of Utopia. product that he's, they created. He's, try, he's creating, yeah, right, exactly. So but think, still, they believe that silk will be their export. They can make tons of money off right. of, right? Get a doctor. Some Italians had come on the original ship to introduce the art of silk winding to the colony, but 
You just got to take your spoon and your fork and a twist and a lock of this. Around and around and around, around, around. And you go and you go and it's you around go, and yeah. around and around and around and you got a silk. Look at that a big bite, huh? Look at that. That's a robe. Who's a silk man? Huh? Let me have the meatball. I'm going to eat that. That's a spicy. <laughs> it's a silk. Um, Didn't work out. We're shocking. Some of the workers broke the machinery, destroyed the trees, and then ran off to Carolina. <laughs> wow, that is quite the exit. That's how you quit. Like, apparently, they didn't like working with the silk. Uh, oh, no, I broke the machine. Bye! After that, the trustees required every settler to have 10 mulberry trees to each acre, as well as encouraging the Italian women to teach as many colonists as they could. So they're having the women teach about silk. They're making them sure. plant trees. It's not. It's not as much as of a. I have my own land situation. No, but now they're just. Yeah, but now they're just sort of like get something going. Hurry up. The next minister uh, who replaced the first one explained the difficulties of his job. "Quote: My chief business was to daily visit the people to take care of those that were sick and to supply them with the best things we had. For a few days, at the first, I had everybody's good word, but then they found that I watched keenly over them and reprimanded them for their faults. Immediately, the scene changed. Instead of blessing, came cussing, and my love and kindness was repaid with hatred and ill will. Well, let's... Soon, the second minister left. Okay. So now we're down two ministers, no doctors, but they're learning how to make silk. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and uh, the Creeks were becoming interested in the European man's religion. The who were? European man. Oh, Irishman. okay. Chief Tomo Chichi started coming to church and wanted to be instructed in Christianity. That's so crazy to me. It's completely insane to me. I don't understand it. I can't understand how you... I just... Yeah. I, I will never understand it. Never. That's quite a defection, too. Yeah. All right, I am going to woods to try to find Fox again. That's extremely racist voice. <laughs> hey, guys, sorry that took so long. God damn, I'll tell you what. Hey, can I get the Bible, Charlie? Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. All right, where were we? Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's stand. Let's all rise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, come on. What? Who? Who? Oh, yeah. Who who is like out in nature living what is a pretty pretty fucking fabulous life? And then Dude, who's who's out there probably eating mushrooms, like making eye contact with wolves, and then being like, tell me more about Jesus. Yeah. So um Chichi gave his nephew the next heir uh to the settlement to be educated. And in June 1734, Oglethorpe also returned to England and brought with him a delegation of Georgia Indians, Chief Tomochichi, his wife, Sinaki, and their nephew, and six other tribesmen. Mr. and Mrs. Chichi? <laughs> the little Chichis. This is Chi... Chichi? Did I get that right? A chi Topo Chichi. No, but their son. Is this Chi... Chichi? Chi... Chichi. Chi. Okay. Chi. Just. Chi. Chi. Okay. Chi. Uh, so, uh, chi. Yes. Chi. 
Okay. <laughs> they met the trustees' council. A London magazine wrote, quote, comfortable apartments were provided for the Indians in the trustee's office. And when they were suitably dressed and had curiously painted their faces, Sir Clement Cotterell took them all, except one who was sick with smallpox, to the palace in Kensington. I still want to (laughs) go. To the palace in Kensington. They were presented to His Majesty... Tomochichi presented the king with the feathers of an eagle, which he said was the swiftest of birds and emblems of peace in our land. And the king accepted the feathers, and they both declared peace. Okay. In their people. Okay. But on August 3rd, because of this is a dollop, one of the creeks died of smallpox. Of course. The next day, they met his grace, the archbishop, and toured St. George's Chapel. Uh, and they, so they were on a four-month uh, stay in England. And when they were at the Royal Gardens, a huge line of people waited to see them. Sure. Um, then they returned to Georgia. They went back to Georgia. Okay. Everything's fine. This so, is the first time uh, only one. It's the first so it was kind of like a, only Only one died. So it's the first time a, a whole group of people weren't wiped out when the white man took them. And from. they're also now just sort of like the, the royal Native American family in a way. Kind of, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, So, uh, on the ship when they returned were 57 persecuted Protestants from Germany. Oglethorpe was thrilled the poor Germans were joining the colony. Oh, good. That should go. Oglethorpe remained in England due to his duties as a member of Parliament. These shoes aren't going to cut holes in themselves. (laughs) I feel so hard. Uh, it's so difficult. To I wish I could go. It's just all my things, my father, my stay. It's just a hole. I have a hole in my shoe. It's almost like I'm a slave. Oh. Oglethorpe uh, remained in England. Uh, he would be gone from Georgia for almost two years. Fine, uh, they'll figure it out. In his absence, corrupt shopkeeper Thomas Coston took charge. Good. Good now, start. By shopkeeper, I assume that they they have a the trustees have a store where everyone goes to buy all of everything. Sure, right. Um, obviously, a way for them to make money. They so they just set supplies, up a store. All supplies go through them. Okay, and they can sell to the settlers. Okay, they, right. Uh, yeah, I guess the store kind of handles everything. Yeah, but this—it's so weird. Like again, like again, the the idea that you're you're putting the cart before the her- horse, and so oh, sorry, putting the cart before the hearse, uh, as it was in these times. But like, a store just seems a little premature. Well, possibly. But I'm not sure. There could be four. Tell me more, because well, I think we're past the first year where they got everything for free. Is it going well? Well, we'll get there. Uh, a year later, colonist Elizabeth Bland wrote that she had been, quote, <laughs> wrote that she had been, quote, sorely mistreated by Thomas. The colony is a terrible place ruled by vile wretches, such lying, such scandal and false swearing as I never heard in my life. In short, it's a very hell upon earth. So that's a letter. Not good. It's a strong letter. That's not good. So it's not going well. No. According to her. Especially without Augie there, right? Yeah. No, he's, he's got to stay. Uh, 
So Thomas is mismanaging the store, and the latest minister, quote, left a wheel builder to read public prayers, comfort the sick, and bury the dead. Um, did you try putting a wheel on her? Oh. She's got the smallpox. She don't need no wheel. Here, I think I got just the thing. It's a wagon wheel. God damn it, she don't oh, now- need no wheel. She's uh- dying. Oh, she's, she's dead already? No. Here. Wait, is she dead? No, she's dying. No, she's dead. Look. Yeah, she did. I dropped a wagon wheel on her. What the fuck? You so frail. She just turned into dust. You, well, you dropped a wheel on her head. Hey, can I tell you something? Yeah. I think I know someone you might want to go out with. Who's that? It's this wheel. Get the fuck away from me, you I, son of a bitch. I live in a world of wheels. So... The minister did not send a report of what he was up to for over a year. Okay. And when questioned why not, he said, quote, I lack the precise instructions in that regard. Well, fair. Nobody said Nobody said update us. It, well, they weren't specific. You understand? You said put the kid to bed. You didn't say what to do if it was screaming. Though... The minister did write a letter to a friend about the colony. Quote, The public worship of God is very much neglected, and vice and immorality are very open and flagrant amongst us. Excessive drinking is as much amongst the women as the men. Social gatherings turn into brawls. Sexual misconduct is prevalent and, in some cases, public. Wow. Fucking in the street. All right. All right. Yeah, girl. Yeah, Roman Catholic missionaries are acting. Sounds kind of like a fun little town now that yeah, you're pitching it like fucking, that. Now people are drinking and fucking in the street. Yeah, What's going all on? right, it's a good party. Roman Catholic missionaries are active in the colony, and none have tried to convert colonists. They would be disappointed, for religion seems to be the least minded of anything in the place. The religion? Yeah. Okay. So it's really coming apart. Yeah, it's great. A visitor came across a complaining Tomo Chichi quote. Why these are Christians at Savannah? Christians drunk. Christians beat men. Christians tell lies. Me no Christian. Whoa, so he, they're having a moment now. Yeah, Tomo Chigi's not down anymore. He's done. Yeah. He's over it. Mm. Okay. Well, it's not Maybe great. he needs to Tomo Chi chill. The minister was replaced. Dave, maybe he needs to Tomo Chi chill. Right. <laughs> Did you hear the first? No, I got it. Oh, okay. Reaction was... Yeah, I just have, I just have some stuff on lockdown. Oh, go ahead. If I hear something like kind of shitty, I, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm on lockdown. Stop touching the cap. Just leave it. That's then you're mad at me, but you're yelling at the cap. Stupid cap. <laughs> <laughs> so that minister was play, replaced. The next minister question. How many? Oh, what minister are they on now? Four, know, like four five? five. Okay. Right. Okay. Them. The next minister questioned Oglethorpe's routine of allowing shooting practice after Sunday services, and soon he was back in England as well. It's almost like they just need Mary Poppins. <laughs> it was becoming apparent there was a problem with the idea of colonizing Georgia with people who came from poverty and misfortune. But that that's an issue? Can't believe it. Why? Quote, Some of the first settlers had provided as idle and useless members of society in America as they had been in Great Britain. 
shocking that that didn't that they didn't they didn't lose that on the way. Because because without a safety net, the, safety net, you know, there's no without unemployment or a welfare check or whatever. Yeah, people who have alcohol problems or it's just any sort of any sort of mental health ill situation or an actual problem or uh, any sort of issue, a, a physical... Or just don't problem. have the skills to start a society right. and aren't going to react well to the environment you're putting them in. Well, that's the other thing, is these people have never gotten the opportunity to, to learn any other way yeah. of life. Right? Well, and also, you're, like, you're not... What's not going to happen... People aren't going to elevate to, like, the best member. There's just going to be, like... It's just going to deteriorate because your conditions will become well, it's so like bad. Take, it's like taking a guy who's poor and just throwing him in a factory and going, Do it! Yeah. Oh, dude, what? What? I would like to. All right, great. But I don't know how to work the machine. Hey, listen, just came back from upstairs. Yeah. Gonna have to let you go. No, but you put me, you didn't show me how to do nothing. Yeah, and it came across, too. You really, your production was absolutely terrible. This is why I fuck in the street. This is exactly why. And well, your cat looks like a fucking seal. That's, he's not here right now. This is a different era. Uh, so, um, the trustees start looking for more, better settlers and ended up granting land to 150 Scottish Highlanders. So now they're just going back. It's almost like a recipe where you've like messed up an ingredient. Yeah. And now you're just like, well, eyeball it. Yeah. And you're adding in things. You made a terrible mistake. By by taking people who didn't have the skills to be So there. now you're like, we just need the right culture to change everything. So they get people who are actually good at this. Right. Uh, and they came in 1735, quickly built their own town in Georgia, uh, and they were quite efficient at doing so. Ah, look at this. Hey. Fantastic. But look. then if other people want to come to them, how are they? I don't know how that works. <laughs> So they've just now, like, they were sort of sent there to, like, help the culture, and instead they just built a mini they Scotland. Built, they built their own town. Yeah, you're not going to come in here. Yeah, we're bloody no. perfect. No, no, have you no. seen your society? Come on now. Yeah, we don't want any Excuse peace. along. Sorry, what'd you say? I don't know. Oh, that sounded crazy. Oh. <laughs> Oglethorpe then persuaded, so he's still in England. Yeah, he's he still quarterbacking from a different stadium. He persuaded the trustees to outlaw strong liquor. Okay. Rum was out. But the trustees supplied the store with strong beer as well as molasses for brewing beer and with wine, which settlers could buy at a reasonable price. I think they'll figure it out. Quote, uh, beer is more refreshing and wholesome for them. Sure. Sure. Uh, They also uh, pushed to have slavery banned in Georgia. Okay. Uh, the trustees said the importation of slaves discouraged the migration of free whites who could be relied on if war broke out while slaves might rebel. Okay. Also, very, yeah, it's a great reason. Very not, paranoid reason to yeah, not have slaves. Super paranoid reason. They could turn on us. Like if the slaves hear that and they're like, right. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you do not. No, I was just going to yes. say. It's got you know, nothing to do with owning humans. Yeah, we we don't it's, want us here because when the big one happens, yeah, we'll win. Right. Well, take care. Bye bye. 
Also, slaves could run away to the Spaniards who would be encouraging them to do so. So the trustees passed, quote, an act for rendering the colony of Georgia more defensible by prohibiting the importation and use of black slaves or Negroes. We will take it. We found a long way to say no slaves. We will take it. Yeah, we'll take it, even though it's... it's let's just not uh, even worry about the asterisk. Let's right, just take we'll it. We'll take it. Also, silk production wasn't happening. Oh, good. The weather wasn't right, and it was not an, uh, an easy thing for women and children to do. And a uh, few people uh, actually uh, wanted to harvest it. Very few people wanted to harvest so it. A few so people. no one really wanted to do it. Right. Great. So the, this is basically a colony set up on be, like begrudging. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next year, the... Welcome to the capital of the town, I roll. <laughs> the next year, the silkworms hatched before there were leaves on the mulberry trees, and that was that. So that's the whole harvest they gone. Need to, they need to come out, and there need to be leaves. Sure. If they come out early, then they're... It's like groundhogs. <clears throat> exactly like groundhog season. So while, uh, while gone, Oglethorpe had rid the settlement of slaves and serious booze, and the silkworm... Silk Dream was a disaster. And people were pretty much just being assholes. A new minister. God, quote, does this guy know about the other ones? <laughs> like, it's, it's almost like... like it's when like the like, drummer in Spinal Tap. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're looking at, you're, it's like you're looking at an apartment like, boy, this place really opens up. Now, what's the catch? Uh, no catch. Oh, well, the Mansons uh, lived here. 17 dead. Yeah. Um, new minister, quote... A, Attempted the difficult task of reforming the gross improprieties and settling some of the petty jealousness and quarrels the colonists had with each other, in which he accomplished little else than making them unite in opposing him and conspired to rid of him in any way. Good. So he was like, well, at least you're agreeing. <laughs> so, got that to... Uh, yet when Oglethorpe came back to Georgia in 1736, the settlers were thrilled. Daddy's back. Huh? You fix us, Daddy. Help. Help us. Shut up, you. You sound too desperate. I'm eating leaves. Shut up. You sound too desperate. Everything's fine here, Father. Quote, he was received by the entire citizenry, constables, and clergymen, all under arms with salutes from heavy, heavy cannons and every imaginable sign of joy. Okay. Tomo Chichi welcomed him and immediately sent two runners to bring news of his arrival to the Upper and Lower Creek tribes. Okay. But everything was coming apart. Did, Even, the, did, those, did they, those tribes like him? Did yeah, those tribes the, like what's going on? I think all the Creek like okay. him, yeah. So they're done. But everything was coming apart, even with Oglethorpe back. The colony's corrupt storekeeper's accounts were, quote, badly awry. So the trust You there! Your numbers are terrible! It's This is a four, and then that's a zero! Why yeah! Is it, everything starts as a four or a five, and then ends up being zero! Can I be honest with you, sir? Yes! Nobody told me how to do this. Okay. So I've just always written a four... I'm sorry. And then after two to three weeks, uh, I'll write a zero. Uh, what were you doing before in England? I was a murderer. So this is a tough transition. Okay. Do you want to buy something? Yes. Four. I'm buying a number. Zero. Okay, take it. Uh, 
You're giving me money. Yeah. Oh, right. Have you found a problem with the process thus far? No, it's very, very good. I'll murder you. Okay, I have to leave. Oh, son of a bitch. Where are the Scottish people? Hello, what you need me? Uh, save me. Absolutely not. God, things here are great, right? Don't you love this area? Never thought George would be so perfect. I like the winter. I love the summer. Go Falcons! Ah, uh, so uh, the trustees started thinking that Oglethorpe was purposefully keeping them out of the loop because the storekeeper's fucking accounts and books are so bad. Yeah, so they think that he is. He knows something. Because at the same time, he was asking for large credit sums and the trustees were covering it. Okay. But the amounts were so much, they threatened to harm the reputation of the trustees themselves in England. <coughs> okay. So they ordered Oglethorpe back to England and he arrived in January 1737. Thomas Stevens was then appointed to oversee the colony and send word back on whether there was, quote, progress or... Decay. Those are his two options. Yeah, decay or progress. That should be a game show. And to make a list of those... We left Todd and Marcier two weeks ago. Now let's play Decay or Progress. She's dead and I ate her. Ah, Decay. No, Progress. You ever meet her? Get him off of me. Holy fuck, Get his hand off of me. You ever meet the woman? God, he stinks. You want to kill her and eat her too? Oh my God, what is this show? I got bad breath. Oh my God. Um, DK or Progress will be right back. So he was also there to make a list of those who weren't hard workers and those who were. Also, to report on church attendance of both settlers and officers, uh, whether people were following laws. Uh, keeping a record of letters that were being sent to England, keep watch of supplies. So in other words, the principal's walking into the classroom. Yeah, and find out any issues the settlers had with colony officers. Okay, well... Hello, I'm a spy! Is he going to get prepped about what he's about to walk into? Yeah, he knows. Okay. Oglethorpe had already been gone for a full year when Stevens arrived. Okay. So, it doesn't take that long to get to America, so he must have been doing a lot of packing... You know what? I also need a nice shed. Oh, can we turn around? I can't remember if I left the garage door shut. <laughs> Colonists said, uh, okay, so colonists said they were given land in a swamp that was covered by water. Others were given completely barren ground, which they had to abandon. Stevens met with prominent merchants and found out they were irritated by restrictions on land possession. So that's the thing where they can't sell their land. Right, because they have to give it to their kid. And, quote, want of Negroes. Uh, I have two things I'm upset about. Yes? The first is? Uh, the land. Why can't I sell it to this man? And number two, Wait, okay. I would like to own a human. Oh, gosh. Any human? A, a, a black one. Don't answer that. They're not... No. Or Bob over there. I'm ready to be one. See? I'm so sick. What? I'm dying. 
I don't want that one. I can work hard. I want a healthy one. I just need off and naps. <laughs> <laughs> the trustees responded to all this uh, bad news by slashing funds for the colony of Georgia. Okay. That's how they respond? Yeah. They dramatically reduced money for Indian presence, fired the shopkeeper, uh, and shut the store down. Okay. That has all the stuff that people need. So, are they abandoning the project? At the same time, a heat wave hit and uh, a drought killed their silk crop. Oh, boy. Then Oglethorpe came back and, according to Secretary Stevens, quote, made a pathetic speech to the town. Hey, y'all, let's just keep our chins big and high and we'll figure this out. Up to do. Right. So that's our new motto, up-ti-do, let's do the do, right? Who is with me? Let's cheer it out. Very, very loud, do the do Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, just to be clear, we're not going to say that. Okay. How are the worms? Dead. Hip, hip, hooray! No! For the future! No! <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. Let's oh, he's get... a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow! And yes, I'm talking about me. And yes, I'm talking about me! Sketchy! <laughs> uh, during the speech, Oglethorpe explained how in debt the trustees were because of the storekeeper's fiscal indiscretions. He's just got to do that like in a roast format. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, these these trustees are so broke uh, that uh, they're Johnny Cash's brother. No cash. <laughs> oh, boy, they get worse. <laughs> they get way worse. Just going through them now. Oh, boy. Boy, these trustees' accounts are so barren, they may as well be Todd's wife's womb. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot she passed. I am absolutely mortified by... Uh... Boy, they just get worse and worse, don't they? The rest, Looking through the rest of these, they're not nice. Um, Oglethorpe told them the colony had a gloomy prospect. Okay. And you know if you're saying that then, yeah, it's far more dire. It's pretty shitty. That's like, yeah, that's like Enron being like, maybe Sal. Um, Oglethorpe then disbanded the troop of rangers who guarded the settlement. Uh, what is the plan here? Saving money. Uh... They offered to work for no pay, but Oglethorpe said that was improper and wouldn't allow it. No, no. No, no. Let's be gentlemen. Come on now, we'd all rather die. Let's be gentlemen, let's right? just let no law take place. Wouldn't you rather see your wife burned at the stake? Come on now. Scalps, maybe? Come on, rather than work for free. Shot by a Spaniard? Wouldn't that be embarrassing? Who would want to work for free? Not me, I'd rather die. And meanwhile, the Scottish people are just like, what the bloody hell's the problem? What the fuck is wrong with these ones? I feel like that's terrible over there. Oglethorpe then gave his own money to orphans, widows, and the ill. He was now paying the most destitute out of his own pocket. This is just terrible. This is just, this, this is not good. The colonists knew this couldn't last long. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the colonists wrote the trustees, so now the colonists are writing directly, that the settlement had never been so depressed. It was short of basic supplies, and the colonists had no credit because they did not really own their land. And the trustees didn't respond because they thought if they responded, they would be condescending to the colonists. Is that true? That's the rationale? Yeah. It's not just totally to avoid the problem? Well, it could have been. Yeah. I feel like that's what it is. And it's also a shitty... Well, we don't want to insult them and give them a solution. (laughs) Good Lord! What kind of character would that build? So they just ended up relying on Stevens for communication. But Stevens was not at all like Oglethorpe. He wrote to British Parliament saying the heat and work was, quote, indisputably impossible for white men alone to carry on planting to any good purpose. Oh, boy. Besides, our neighbors in the Carolinas have such an advantage as the privilege of Negroes can always undersell us with any manufacturer or produce. The poor people of Georgia may as well think of becoming Negroes themselves. Oh, sure. Did I really say that? No, I wrote it down, so it's worse. So you could, and honestly, this is version four. It was objected that the introduction of Negroes might destroy the colony. This, as it has never been tried, is but an idle insuation. That the colony is already ruined is certain and evident. Oh, boy. In fall of 1738, 21 colonists sent a petition, a petition to the trustees. Quote, The felling of timber was a task very unequal to the strength of white servants. So they also are just... That, that's crazy to me, too. Well, if we make a... If we make a musical out of this, which we probably will, Obviously. we're going to call it uh, Everybody Wants a Slave. Yeah. But but white people are just like, well, yeah, like like we said, medically speaking, we're just too big of pussies. Yeah, we're too big of uh, this shit. Is, we can't do it. I did not know how hard this is. And now that I'm here, I would like a, uh, to own a, a person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now that we're here, I think we realize now the way to do yeah. this is to... Get I, people. I did not want to own people when I was in England, nor did I talk like this. No, but now we're here, so bring the black people to work for us. That's right. All right. This is going good. <laughs> just continue. And you you also are just like, uh, yeah, oh, never mind. Go ahead. The filling of timber was a task that was very unequal to the strength of the white servants and plowing the ground, being exposed to the sultry heat of the sun, unbearable. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That's like, uh, that's Ooh. what was happening to him? Yeah. That was, you just brought that to life so convincingly. I did. Uh, it was well known that this labor is one of the hardest upon the Negroes, even though their composition is much stronger than white people and the heat no way disagreeable nor hurtful to them. That's the only time they would compliment them. Boy, they can really take heat. Boy, they can really work hard. They do like the hot. Here's the thing about me, and I'm just talking out loud and just kind of work, trying to work through this issue, is uh, is I don't like working hey. in uh, hot. If it's over 75, I start to feel weird, and I, and I just keep thinking, oh, my God, I'm white. Oh, my God, I'm white. What am I doing with a shovel in my hand? It was 76 degrees out. Dear sirs, nothing would make me happier than to tell y'all that 
I am able to work the same amount. Right. But my skin is only so dark. There's only so much work I can be doing. I think we all know the solution. I need to own a person. Obviously, a person needs to be owned by me, a non-white person. Right, because you guys understand. I don't want to get into the medical science of it, but uh, legalistically speaking, the black is Different from the white. Thank you. I, the white suffers from what is known as sensitivity. Yeah, we when we get in the sun, we feel weird. Yeah. But they grow stronger. So. We're going to do this. Hey, do we need punctuation in this letter? It kind of just runs <laughs> on. <sighs> so that's the plan. The plan is now. They explained the heat gave them fevers. Wasting and tormenting fluxes, most excruciating colics, dry belly aches, tremors, vertigos, palsies, and a long train of painful and lingering nervous distempers. So they're just like the end of a pill commercial. (laughs) They're that guy in the flu commercial who hasn't taken his medicine? Yeah, that's him. Um, They said silk was possible, but only with slaves. Silk? Was possible. They already made silk. They need to make more better. They got to get more more different people. Okay. Um, and the competition with Carolina was unfair because they had slaves. They ended by saying if the trustees didn't allow slaves, it would bring the colony's ruin, which would cause the ruin of the trustees' reputations. Sure. And then war came in 1739. The war... Of Jenkins' ear. Yep. (laughs) Georgians and South Carolinians fought the Spanish of Florida. It was named after... uh, It was named the War of Jenkins' Ears because seven years earlier, seven years earlier, seven years before, a previous six plus one year... Seven prior. Before this... The Spanish had cut off the ears of British smuggler Robert Jenkins. Okay. So seven years later, it's time to fight. There's a lot of questions. Uh, Oglethorpe recruited... uh, You won't be smuggling anymore. Wait, they're not British. Never mind. (laughs) uh, Oglethorpe recruited American Indians and uh, Carolinians uh, and commanded a regiment of 1,000 people. And he told the trustees he wouldn't give it up an inch of ground and would die hard instead. All right. The first die hard. Here's the deal about me. I'm not giving up an inch of land, and if I die for it, I will be erect. You understand me? Sir. I will die. Sir. I will go down like a man who's getting ready to be in a pornography. Sir, 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 sir. Hard. Sir, you had a great speech the last 30 seconds. John Holmes. God. A lot of references. The little guy with the mustache. Yeah, we, yeah. Who's very, been in a lot of them. <sighs> it does not make sense what he does. Jeremy Peters, I think. For he's name. a jolly good fellow. For he's a jolly. Uh, so, in the middle of November, some Spaniards ambushed two Scottish guys on an island who were unarmed and looking for wood. Oh. Uh, excuse me, sir. There's a lot of wood over here. Well, look at that. That's a great. There's actually not any wood. 
They, it That's was how worse it went, than right? that. They hid in the grass until these two guys walked over looking for wood, and then they just got up and shot him. Not uh, as funny. The Spanish then jumped in their boat and took off. Great. Perfect. Small skirmishes broke out for months. And then the Battle of Bloody Marsh came, and Oglethorpe defeated the Spanish. The English said over 200 were killed. Wow. When, in fact, it was just seven Spanish. Well, still. The Spanish ended up running off. And then Oglethorpe received word that because hurricane season was coming, the British were not going to put ships at risk, and they were ending the blockade. We, like, can't handle hurricane season now. No, it's still, it's worse back then. I mean, then, it was just like, you were like, well, that'll be terrible when we all die for sure, either during I mean, or after. A boat like that would just be... Yeah. Um, they were not going to put their ships at risk. They end the blockade. Much of Carolina Regiment at that point just walked away from the militia. Oglethorpe was sick and decided he was done with the war. On the 4th of July, the entire army started retreating, and that was the end of that. Okay. Oglethorpe now spent his time defending the disastrous conduct in the war. So now he was, right. Now he's Cheney. While at the same time, the pro-slavery groups pushed their agenda, which was to get more slaves. So he's like, I'm not a bad man. And they're like, let's get some slaves in here. Can we do some business? Uh, The Scottish were against slavery. Quote, we are not... Rich and becoming debtors for slaves in case of their running away or dying would inevitably ruin us, the poor master, and become a greater slave to the Negro slave merchant. It is also shocking to human nature that any race of mankind should be sentenced to perpetual slavery, nor in justice can we think otherwise. Boom! What yeah. is this like 1742 now? Yes, yeah, 48? Scottish are bringing it. Jeez. Also, I like that that's the second. No, think of it like this. If they run away, we'll bloody lose a lot of money. You become addicted to the slave trade. <laughs> also, like, you know, from a humanitarian standpoint, it's pretty messed up, isn't it? <laughs> it did come at the end. Uh, Oglethorpe now spent uh, his time defending... Oh, where I just did that. Um, did I do, did I do that twice? Uh, uh, no, all good. No, what's oh, happening? I love you. What? Uh, The pro-slavery Georgians claimed Oglethorpe had bribed the Scottish Highlanders with the promise of a few cattle so they would oppose slavery. Interesting. Uh, In 1742, Oglethorpe was pretty much finished. His last backers on the Common Council of the Trustees left. Now he's got no one on his side. Oglethorpe left for England in 1743 and never returned to America. I wonder why not. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So weird. You'd think he'd want to come back. By 1746, rum was being sold in Georgia. Slavery was legalized on January 1st, 1751. And two years later, the trustees gave up their charter. By 1760, more than one-third of Georgia's population were slaves. Between 1752 and 1776, the total population went from 4,000 to about 40,000. Whoa. By 1776, an estimated half of the population of the colony consisted of slaves. Jeez. James Oglethorpe lost his seat in the House of Commons and joined a friend fighting around Europe in the 1750s. I won't stand. Goodbye. After his friend died, Oglethorpe returned to England. He lived in retirement for around 20 years. Then, on June 4th, 1785, he met with John Adams, the first U.S. ambassador to Great Britain, and expressed great esteem and regard for America. 
James Oglethorpe died three weeks later. Oof. So a man came to America and tried to set up a non-slave it, state it, yeah. in the South. And the response was, we want slaves. Yeah. yeah. Just think if that had worked and how uh, different. What different, what a different world. How, how that could have changed things would be interesting. Uh. Or if it would have changed things. Or if like it had, it would totally change things. Would Georgia have ended up fighting for the North? Like what? It's a very interesting sort of idea. Yeah. Well. Well, it didn't happen. Great. Good. Well, as long as we went the other way, hard. As long as, as long as slavery's over and people in prison aren't being used as near slave labor by getting pennies to. Work all day, and as long as we have the CAA making tons of money off of uh, predominantly black students. No, no, no. The Thirteenth Amendment is there to protect Dave. It's very clear. Voluntary servitude and slavery it prohibits. That's why we lock in drug offenders in time for double digits. Killer Mike. Is that Killer Mike? Yeah, Killer Mike song Reagan. Oh yeah, yeah, is like yeah, one yeah. of the oh yeah when I was first getting yeah. into that yeah but that is one of like that that dude just so quickly boils down the political puppetry and the rationale for uh, certain things that we just accept yeah yeah no we we as a country will not I mean it's all honestly it's it's very similar to like what we use you know energy for now. Like you're, if you look, like there are going to be more jobs in solar and other other areas for our economy. The economy that we're talking about, we can't turn our back on by trying to pursue like green energy. But then the, it's the same thing by, you know, the idea that we will just never deal with slavery, and we still won't. We still can't get off. Even the watered-down version of it, we're still like, yeah. it's so important to the the powers that be that that free labor is still has a heartbeat in a, whatever we're dealing with. Always. Got to have that free labor. Whee! Quite a ride, David. America! Ride. America! Well, we sign... Uh, What is it again? I think boats. Yeah, yachts. yachts. We sign yachts sign only yachts. for the rich. They're the best. Go, elite. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.